Welcome to Mama's Baked. We're Laura and Bridget, and we're your favorite cannabis advocates. We've been there, done that, and everybody asks us about it, so we decided to start Mama's Baked, and here we are talking about everything cannabis. The latest news, lifestyle, and wellness information with lots of fun baked in. Every Thursday, join us as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life, too. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, share us with your friends, and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com. Hello, hello, hello. So, did you know that last week was our 20th episode? Can you believe? And we've forgot to have a celebration. Oh my gosh. Let's celebrate. Woo-hoo. Yes, we're so awesome. You know how you get you get ready to get on like a work call or a business call or mm-hmm. some kind of group thing. You're like, oh, I should do a quick bog hit before that. Yes. I don't want to make any noises or cough during the call. Right. And I almost did that before the podcast today. And then I remembered it's Mama's Baked. So, so I we can, can do wait it till right I'm on, on the call. Yay! <laughs> Calls when you can bong it Partake. up in the background. Yeah, it's good that's, times. That's good the way times. to go on a mo- on a Thursday. I almost said a Monday morning. On a Thursday afternoon, midday, four twenty. Yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. I am. Uh, since we last talked have been working through my crankiness and I haven't decided if it needs to come back more. (laughs) I feel like I've been quiet and polite the last week and people are like losing their damn minds. I've had to snap a couple people back (laughs) into into reality uh, appropriate behavior this week. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So I haven't decided to take my kindness for weakness people. You know, don't do it. Don't make don't, a mistake. Don't sweetie me. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh my god. Oh, about about lost my mind. I just wrote mm. it back with a question mark and said, "Sweetie, sweetie, <laughs> who the fuck Have is your sweetie?" Because it's not me. Don't know who you think you're talking to. Right. So yeah, had a couple of instances, but I do feel like since we talked, a little bit of my funk has lifted this past week and. Getting back into a little bit of normalcy. Normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. A little bit more. This is our busy season in Sedona. If you don't know, I live in Sedona, Arizona, and I own a restaurant here. My husband and I are... Has fallen. We are... um, We are owner-operators, and October has been non-stop. We have just this month can hardly keep desserts in the in the restaurant and busy 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 so that on top of our other adventures this month have has made it interesting but yeah light at the end of the tunnel we've got help now we've got some great great employees really 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 making a difference this month Mm. some some fabulous new people yeah people make the difference i tell clients that all the time and that ties into our, our topic, topic today. We're so which natural. The business. Yeah, business. was not planned to make that a tie-in. But it, it you know, I have, you know, and you and I both, we come to this podcast not just as cannabis people, but as women who have had 
long careers out in the other aspects of the world in all kinds of various industries. And, you know, we've managed teams and we both know how important the people around you are to make your business a, a success or a failure. Right. And, and we've met both. We've met, we've met the, the ones that have literally driven the business into the ground. And yeah. we've met people that have, you know, saved businesses. You saved a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. I, I know that one for a fact. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah. We kind of saved it you together saved in few- some ways. it was kind of the creation of our relationship honestly we were on two sides of a business coin trying to save a business yep yep that was a back in our social or you know trying to save a home really homes for people people's homes is what we're trying to save and one guy that was there was literally running it into the ground and here again that's where the people comes in yeah, you know, people, and we got rid of the people that were trying to run it into the ground, and got some people in there that cared, and it made the world of difference. It really did in all the ways. You know, not only in the quality of what the business produced at that time, but then mm-hmm. down the road, it also made a difference in our sustainability uh, through drastic, you know, cuts that we weren't able to, you know control ourselves that we're out of our out of our control but we survived it and then not only did we survive it but we also were able to become you know a good option for a purchase to get purchased so i mean yes that was my funniest memory of of, um the particular owner of that business um when i ran into him at the capitol in arizona while protesting the cuts that you're talking about, there right. were some significant budget cuts right. that have never been replaced. No, they're, they're slowly care. but surely putting it back a little by little. But no, they still haven't even caught Nothing up to like, it. Yeah. yeah. Ten they years. Didn't, Ten they years. didn't come as quick. As, they're not coming back as quick as they were immediately withdrawn. Yeah. With two budgeted, weeks notice. Yeah. Budgeted contracts. Right. No less. Right. So anyways, the... Um, we were all down at the Capitol protesting these cuts to the care of vulnerable children and adults within Arizona. And I ran into your um, former business, business owner, owner yeah. and his wife. And I, I actually, my first thought was, okay, walk the other direction. Maybe they didn't <laughs> see you. And, and um, they did see me. In fact, waved and gave me a big hug and a hello and i i shared with them my concern with the hello that i thought well i didn't expect quite so much love (laughs) and his response was oh you just you you did nothing but good things for us and we were able to sell the business and they were they were quite pleased but i remember the (laughs) that first (laughs) that first sight sighting i was like "Uh uh uh-oh I'm right, because our first business down. Because let's just go back to the real. Our first interaction was you telling me like, "Yeah, so I'm basically trying to shut your business down as quickly as possible." Yeah. Yeah. Where should we I'm go from playing. there? <laughs> and I'm I was like, playing. "Oh, hi, I'm Bridget. Good to meet you." <laughs> yeah, I'm new to town. <clears throat> right, I don't have a clue. Um, yeah. So, anyways, all these many years later, almost decades. Here we we're are. almost here to yeah. decades. Um, and here we are still like best. No, this is decade. It's been over a decade. 
Let's get real. That's oh, crazy. Crap. Right? Right? Hoosh. Yeah, it was like 2006, 7. Five, six, seven, five, five, four, five, six, somewhere no. there. Five, five six, six, I think. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. I think I left in 08. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the around early 08. there. Yeah. But so the, one of the things that we talked about during the many conversations about saving that business was I would call you about my concerns with particular staff that I had encountered. For or sure. interactions I had had in the... Um, out in the community, perhaps, with particular employees, positive and negative. Right. There was a couple people that were super positive. I think, For actually, sure. I even stole one of your employees and made her an investigator. It's po- um, Oh, you, uh, I think you did. And I congratulated her on the way out. And I think I wrote her a letter of recommendation, too, because I yeah, was proud talked about it. that yeah. we she had. Was, um, no, I mean, I yeah. viewed it as... If people were leaving their employment with us to go move on to bigger and better positions for themselves that they felt were steps up in their career, then I saw that as a sign of success for us as a business. Like we're kind of graduating employees up as much as I would love for everybody to just stay still in my company forever. Um, you know, I want them to be continuously learning and I want to get people on the team who ha- are driven and motivated to improve because that's what I was trying to develop for, you know, our customers, our clients, you know, whatever word you want to right. use. But uh, in the that's what I wanted for them. So that's what kind of people I had to put in place for them. So if they moved up and on, that was awesome to me. So. And the ultimate success of that was not only was the business saved, it was sold and people made money. People kept their jobs. A lot of um, people kept, and people kept their homes. And people kept their homes. There was a yeah. lot of that yeah. and, and a lot of a lot of care. Yeah. So our topic today, we want to talk first about what we're partaking in this morning before we get to our oh, yes, yes, working in see. the cannabis industry. What am I on this week? I am. Oh. You know, I'm I, old school in it. Back to some old um, super perps that I had tucked away. I have a little bit of. I was literally sitting on my couch the other night, looking at the two options I had on my coffee table, and was totally meh. These meh. two things that I had purchased really weren't very flavorful. They're not very terpy. I'm never excited about partaking in them, so they'll probably turn into. I'll probably roll them into joints. That's usually what I do with yep. my nuts. So great. And you know what? At some dispensaries, I know that there's a couple around here. You can actually get a little, you know, a little gram of keef for like $10, which will help make a nasty uh, flavored uh, joint that much better if you just sprinkle a little line of that in there. I do that with a little bit of a crumble as well. Right. There you go. There you go. But I did remember sitting there on the couch in the middle of my pouch that I had stashed a little of this special sleepy purple, and it was my cloudy sit on the couch day yesterday. Nice. Um, day off day. So I dug out my little perps, and I'm going to have a little of that today because after this podcast, I think I'm going to do some girly stuff. I haven't decided what, like my nails, you know, nice. some some girly preppy hygiene stuff. So I'm going to stick with the indica's. Because I don't have a big to-do list. Hey, I did it all before we got I on love the call. It. Yeah. And today we're talking about um, like working in the cannabis industry. So before, a few weeks ago, we talked about getting into the cannabis business. So we're talking, you know, mm-hmm. people who are looking to either, 
you know, invest or open a business, start a business or, you know, whatever. Now we're talking to people who might be more interested in just maybe working uh, a job, you know, employment in the industry or are trying to get a job or, you know, just want to see like what kind of jobs they might be um, suitable for maybe or whatever. So we're going to talk to you guys about that. And the beautiful thing is we have experience from both sides. Like we just described, you know, we started our relationship. I was, you know, kind of a executive director, CEO type and had a bunch of employees that I got to, you know, learn yeah. on how to be a good boss, right? That I was not mm. a good boss always, but I certainly learned a lot from my time there and from all the people that I worked with and grew a lot. And that was awesome. And I think I was relatively successful with the things that I tried. You know, it was kind of one of Correct. those things where I was like, well, uh, here I am in this situation and now I'm going to have to do what I have to do. And I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm pretty smart. So I think I'll figure it out. <laughs> you know, yes. and uh, I found that with maturity. That is a lesson that I have wished I had uh, been more aware of in my 20s is that everybody's faking it. Everybody is faking it to at least some degree, you know, I mean, a good time good portion of it. Yeah. I mean, at this point now I found I don't have to fake it anymore, you know, uh, honestly. And that's because I just choose not to be in those environments. If I wanted to go be having a job in some big corporate place or being in the hustle all the time, you know, trying to make millions, then I feel like there would be times where I'd have to really just, you know, like figure out, do I need to fake it right now? Because I don't know what I'm doing, but I just chose a different life for myself right now. Yeah. Which I yeah. love. But back then. And I managed, yeah, I, back then too, I was the investigation supervisor for Maricopa County, um, investigations of um, services for people who receive any kind of service from the division of developmental disabilities. And then I left there and went on to um, try to rehab a failing day program that had right. probably, I don't know, 70 to 120 employees and about the same amount of consumers, patients, whatever we want to call the day program. Right. I'm not sure what we called them at the time. We called the consumers. Yes, was there the, was a time. Was I think the now the word is members because members. Valley Life has a lot of pull in APAD. <laughs> gotcha. And that was yeah, their word. So, you know. So if the new I word think is that's members. The word now. But, um, I don't like it, but yeah, you know. not for me to decide. Yeah. I just decided <laughs> to jump on out of that conversation before and just switch to whatever word they told me to switch to whenever they told me. I was like, yeah, Perfect. I don't really care enough yep. about this detail to, to fight this fight. This um, is not my fight. No, not my fight. So, so we've managed people and we've done lots of careers people. in the, yeah, right. in large groups of people. Yeah. And, and we've also been employees, both employees and now owners, uh, but first employees in the cannabis space. You know, as soon as it became legal in Arizona, we both worked with other groups of people under the supervision of, you know, people whose direction we had to follow without necessarily always knowing the ins and outs of everything behind the scenes. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so we have um, great feedback and inf insight on both levels, both sides of it. And if you really are interested in working in the cannabis space, 
this episode is probably going to be one of the more valuable things you've ever done with an hour of your time. So yeah, let's just put it, you like know, that. there's no, no need to go into it blind there, are, especially for States now. And there are a lot of States coming on board in the next year or so. Yeah. Um, and the opportunities will be fast, large and fast, large um, and fast. And, you, you know, know, we're still volumes. at the beginning phases where if you do get in right now, you still do have an opportunity to kind of be in on the ground floor on something that potentially is a big deal, you know, over time. Right. There's Especially, still a yeah. lot of if space new, for that right now. If it's new in your state, now is the time to start that process of becoming aware of the opportunities and what, whether or not there's something you're interested in Yeah. because the upward mobility, you know, is as huge as the opportunities. Yeah. So let's just talk about the like elephant in the room first, which is, you know, federal legality and what that means for cannabis related jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest question I think that people probably face will, but you know, what happened, you know, it, it's, it's still illegal. So can't, can I be prosecuted for different things? Could I be in danger with the job like that? Could CPS come and take my children if I work at a dispensary, you know, all these types of, um, thoughts and questions. A lot of times from people who haven't yet dived into, you know, the situation. So what's, what's your answer? Well, I think. First off, as we say about everything we say, we're not doctors, lawyers, or experts. Right. Um, and the other. Well, we're kind of we experts. All the time, but we're not we doctors are. or lawyers. We're not certified ones. We we're, have no oversight body. <laughs> we're <We've> certifiable. <laughs> That's what I mean. So, but and then another general thing that we always tell our listeners is be sure to check the laws and rules in your state. Right. Because they vary greatly from state to state um, and even from county to county as we're learning in Arizona. Mm -hmm. And so potentially from say, city to city. You know, you need to know yeah, that yeah. too. I mean, city to city for sure. Yeah, municipalities. So, so like, like with any topic that we talk about, consider our information a generality and then do the research and dig deep into your own area where you live and verify how well written the rules are to protect you in your area. I, given that, I have never seen an employee of a dispensary prosecuted in the state of Arizona. That doesn't mean it hasn't happened, but I personally have not seen anybody carrying out their regular job it duties. Definitely has been happening though up in Denver at what was it, Sugar Leaf or something? Is that what brand it was? I don't With know anything about that. All the dispensaries, I'm going to look it up. Well, up in Denver, there was a. a, a you know, a whole, uh, what's the word? It was many dispensaries, a whole brand or whatever. Okay. And like a chain. They, yeah, a chain. That's the word. I'm like, what is that word? I know there's an easy yeah, yeah. one for this. A, um, you just hate. That's my so diabetes that did that, not the marijuana though. So just <laughs> FYI, that happened suddenly after my DKA incident. But anyway. Gotcha. Um, chain of dispensaries and several employees were the, the whole place was shut down but also several employees i believe were charged uh and potentially convicted i believe several of them were convicted of crimes uh because they were basically they found a loophole and they were running it they were running the loophole and the the government got in got a got a hold of it you know investigated it saw it saw that they were using this loophole to 
defiantly break the law, basically. And, um, you know, they, they got him. Gosh, what, let me, I think it is Sugar Leaf. The, um, there we go. 13 marijuana dispensary employees arrested in Denver. Yeah. ABC 15. Right. So the first question, so the first answer to that question really is yes. The cannabis business is still federally illegal. You need to have a clear understanding of that when you choose to go into it. Now, are you in great danger? Maybe not great danger generally. These employees, this story that I'm talking about, did you find the story? Maybe we could throw a link to it in the in the notes. Yep. I Was it Sugar link. Leaf? Was I correct? Because I don't want to uh, say the wrong brand. I don't. Uh, Sweet Leaf. Sweet Leaf. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Very Sugar close. Leaf. So sorry. So uh, we won't. And it, I will. Police executed multiple search and arrest warrants during raids at the Denver area dispensaries Thursday morning. And this is dated December. Oh, this is December 16th, 2017. Right. uh, That's when they got shut down. And then recently some new information has come out about actually what has happened with those employees. So So the year long undercover operation involved officers posing as customers at the eight dispensaries. According to an affidavit, the officers were allowed to purchase more than what is legally permitted. Uh-huh. So basically the sting operation was because they were, they were fudging the rules, not following the rules. Yeah. Yeah. They were quote unquote following the rules, but they knowingly, uh, were using a loophole because it was it's something about like, you couldn't sell a certain amount to a person who had that on their person or in their possession or something along those lines. And they would go in, purchase, come back out, drop the stuff off in the car or send it off with somebody else and then walk back in and buy some more, even though they didn't have, you know, so they didn't have the other weight on them. So it's still officially within the legal limits, but except that these people did know that this individual had just come in and purchased X amount, you know, however much time before. Anyways, the point is when they want, when it was a little bit shady, it was shady it could happen to anybody who's desperate for some extra cash, right? Because these mm. things happen and dispensaries often do pay low wages to people that are working for them because they have a sense that, well, everybody wants to work here and I can get anybody I want so I don't have to pay high wages, right? Um, unfortunately, they have a little disconnect a lot of times in like okay but you need to get good people and there are times when businesses get lucky and they get great people at also pretty low wages it and happens the cannabis industry at times does. they do luck out in that right they now do luck out still right but meanwhile you know your home life might be suffering meanwhile are you making enough to like make life work yeah if you are then cool you know do it if you're not don't ignore red flags about your personal life to jump in and, and do a job in dispensary because you think that it's going to, you know, quickly advance you to that dispensary manager position. Like there's only one of those at each dispensary. So it takes time, you know, da, da, da. So right. I think it's first important thing is always jump in with your eyes wide open, a realistic job preview. Yes. We used to call it in our old, uh, in our old industry. Cause you know, Like what we used to do, it was like the job was caregiving and everybody's like, oh, caregiving. That's great. I'm just going to go love on cute people, you know? No, 
No, that's not what it is. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. you're going to be cooking. Sure. Sometimes you're going to be, let's get real wiping asses. You know, sometimes yeah. you're going get, to be getting thrown up on. Sometimes you're going to be getting a, a, a fist to your nose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be grabbed great. grabbed by the top of your hair and held yeah. under someone's bathwater. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that happens. Sometimes it'll be great, wonderful, loving, fulfilling time. A lot of the time it'll actually be that, truth be told. But you got to be a, you know, have a realistic understanding of the job. So realistically, you got to understand that if you're going to be in a job that is touching cannabis in any way, you are or at, at risk. federal risk. Okay. And potentially at, legal, at, at local risk. So that Absolutely. being said... Sometimes that risk is worth taking. Oftentimes that risk is worth taking. I took that risk happily because I was like, yeah, let me check this out for a while. Um, For me, when I had a child, I was like, "Uh, I think this is not a risk I want to take yet in this state with our laws as they currently are when I have a child. Because my husband was already a legal patient. And at that time, I didn't feel like we had enough protections if both of us were patients and we had a child and you know, I just didn't want there to be any yep. issues. Um, I, and I was absolutely. pregnant. So I quit anyways, you know, for a period of time, not saying you need to, but that's what right. my choice was. And, um, you know, so I decided to jump out right then. Uh, right. And I had already seen enough to feel like, yeah, this is not really a great environment for me in this capacity. Okay. Because I'm not a very good employee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a, of a leader, you know what I'm saying? I'm more, I'm, I'm very much more comfortable in the position where I have 250 employees. I need to make sure a quality job happens with them versus like, hey, Bridget, we need you to go run to the laundromat today and pick up laundry, you know, or whatever. It wasn't really like yeah. that. But, you know, it's just like, but, it just wasn't a good match for my personality. Right, right. Yeah. And I do think that there are varying levels of comfort and you've got to know yourself well enough to know if you are not going to be able to enjoy your position because all you can think about is the risk involved and it might not be the industry for you yet. Right. Maybe when your kids are older or right. my kids, I had um, my oldest daughter worked with me when I volunteered to work in yeah. the co-op. When we first started, I volunteered for six months. Right. And then, and she was grown and she was an adult. Um, my youngest, uh, I think the first year she may have been in high school, but she did not really know because I was volunteering. She didn't really know where my husband and I were off to. Cause she gave no shits also. Cause she was like 17 or 18. Right. Um, and at that age, you kind of don't care if CPS wants to take your mean 17 year old daughter with them. Because she's right. mean. Like, yeah. It's like, all right, Take you, can, her, you please. can have her the last year. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> she's hardly ever and... home anyways. And when she is, she's just a bitch. She, she, she hates us. <laughs> yeah. She hates us right now, so it's fine. <coughs> but, um, oh, and then when she went to college, I um, I think by the time she went to college, I started the end of her senior year, that's right. And then she was in college my first year working in the industry, actually getting a paycheck. And she used to call my daughter and I and say she hadn't decided if she was going to law school to arrest us or defend us. That was the the running family joke that our attorney daughter didn't know what side she was on. But the um, 
risk for me, obviously, with grown children was negligible or right. non-existent. Right. Um, I didn't have... Wasn't even um, a concern for you on any level. No. Yeah. And I had no, no um, financial entanglements that were at any risk of my involvement either. Exactly. And you were no longer a single mother in need of, you know, very reliable money coming in every, you know, every week to make right. sure your children stayed fed. Right. We were just I wasn't at a different either, stage. but just saying, you know, like those are things to weren't. consider. <laughs> yeah. You really do need. And I also want to mention to the people out there who who don't have the legal cannabis businesses up and running yet, but that they're coming. Um, be aware from my experience personally, um, deadlines are not written in stone in the cannabis industry. A lot of, you know, like opening a kitchen, for example, you know, we would have a deadline of being open in October, but when in actuality, we really weren't up and running until the first of the year. Right. Um, and so if, if if you are in a budgetary or uh, emotional place where deadlines matter and if they say that the shop is opening on a date and you have to be in that date again it may not be you know right starting out in the industry may not work with your comfort level because deadlines right. change um Things happen in this industry with the laws. I know here dispensaries were put off for almost a year, two years because of law arguments after it was passed. Right. So just be aware that that in itself is an additional risk with being um, in the cannabis industry is that it is not necessarily people get fired for no reason. um, Be just. It's, At every it's just, level, right? So exactly. the owner that hired you could easily become a non-owner tomorrow, the next day, or whatever, and whatever your position was could suddenly disappear in a moment. This is not a 20-year um, industry that has standards and it has less protections due to the nature of it being federally illegal you're, you know, we we definitely don't advocate for you allowed to be mistreated, but it happens. And right. if you're not someone that's real good at standing up for yourself, also probably part of a requirement to be in the business. Not at every company, but it just I mean, from and what... or depending on who they are, that might be the the requirement. <laughs> like mm. you need to not be able to stand up for yourself because you need to just you know put up with it. So if you're that kind of person, like get therapy. It's okay. Like, you yeah, des- you deserve therapy. <laughs> you're worth it. You're, you're worth, worth it. it. You're you matter. Beautiful. You're worth it. Yeah, you do. It's a true story. And it is a patience. You, you know, it's not a, things don't happen at the pace that you may wish they did. I opened the, one of the first kitchens in Maricopa County. I'm still not sure if it's the very first, so I don't use that as a bragging right, but it was definitely, if not the first, it was simultaneously at the same time as, any other kitchen that opened in Maricopa County. So there was no rules. There was no kitchen plan. There was no, um, no one had been inspected. So there wasn't somebody that I could call and say, so what's inspection like? What do they look for? You know, what do they need? I had been involved with opening restaurants. So I did have experience and access to experts to do a layout from a health and safety standpoint, but there's not a roadmap. And I think with the industry in general, 
there isn't a lot of roadmaps. So if you're, you know, I have kids who, who absolutely hate the fact that there's not a roadmap for something. And then I have kids who love it, who just love kind of freewheeling and winging it. So just know your nature and know that it's, it's not an old industry with a lot of standards already in place. It's, it's a lot of freewheeling it. And if that's not your style. Yeah. It's a lot of risk, but it also can be a lot of fun. Um, there can be a lot of, um, you know, depending on what you're looking for in life, where you're at in life, like it can be a very young environment, working environment. There's, you know, lots of, uh, lots of intermingling among the, you know, network of, uh, employees and people that are associated with dispensaries, (coughs) you know, and they're a fun crowd and. Obviously, if you're really tied into the dispensary, yes, there is probably going to be times when you have access to free medicine. You know what I'm saying? It's not like mm. it's just all the time, but occasionally. We should definitely talk about that, too. Yeah, We should because it really officially can't happen. Okay. <laughs> but I think but it can, they can gift. I think they can gift. To employees. Legally. Yeah. As a, okay, like. Good. Maybe like a, a taste testing. Hey, you know, we want you to sell right, 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 more right. of the strain. You know, we're going to let you have two grams of every strain. So you can right. explain the terpene tro- profile or whatever. Good. Yeah. But also they probably will give you an employee discount typically, you know. Yeah. I loved my employee discount. Yeah. I mean, I did miss a, that's that. That's great, right? feel like it was 30%. Or something like that. Something like that. It was pretty decent for us. It was, it was enough to make it feel like, yeah, that's that's cool. And that, I worked in that the plus, kitchen, so you know, I just that had plus taste my test. salary, it worked out well for me. You know, <laughs> and I just had a taste test, so it worked out fine for me. Yeah, you know, you gotta gotta do quality control in the kitchen. You know, that kind of so. leads to my second point, right? Because what I did was marketing stuff, right? Um, it, my previous experience was in oversight management, execution, operations, and marketing, right? So marketing was one piece of the pie of my expertise. So when I went in, that's where, you know, that's where I went in. So think about it from the perspective of what is your previous experience and how could that be applied well in the cannabis space? It doesn't always mean that it's going to be a cannabis or I mean a dispensary job. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of jobs and positions and companies that are associated or related to cannabis in some kind of way or otherwise cannabis friendly that are, um, that could use, I'm sure, your personal and specific skill set. So, like, my first, rec- my next recommendation after one, which is know the risks, right? That, yes, there are a lot of risks. The, the, and the counterpoint to that is find out about the companies you're thinking about working with, right? And I'm going to touch back on that in a second, too. But first thing then for you is to think about what is your real skill set? What do you really bring to the table and how can that be of benefit to this, to a cannabis related company? And also as you're doing your research, which cannabis related companies are really sticking out to you until you can get to the point where you could literally narrow down like, Oh, I would like to do this type of work for one of these companies type of thing. If you can narrow it down to, you know, three to five companies you'd really like to work with and one or two job titles or, or, or departments or areas or something like that you'd like to work with, 
now you're really coming to the table in a power position because dispensaries do want high quality people sometimes who will work on a budget, right? And sometimes you might be willing to work on a small budget because it's dispensary or because it's cannabis related and that might be okay. And you might still be the best person for the job that they need done. And I think too, with that, there needs to be also the understanding that, um, especially if you're in a state that where it's becoming legal, um, not so much in states where it's been legal, but you may have to start at the bottom. Um, not everybody um, is going to acknowledge your various work out in the real world at every dispensary. There may be like some states only have like five. Absolutely. There's five dispensaries in the whole state. Absolutely. And, and there might only be you, 45 jobs altogether in those five dispensaries or who knows. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that your real world experience isn't valuable. It just may take you a minute to translate it into the cannabis world. How that I mean, my restaurant doesn't sound like it would be helpful if you're just talking about pot, but in actuality, it was an ideal situation for me to learn how to make edibles and to learn because I had the restaurant experience. I knew how to manage food. Right. I know how to manage it coming and going. I know how to keep it fresh. I know how to shop. I know how to budget. I know how to cook. You know, exactly. I know how to package. Um, but I didn't start in the cannabis industry anywhere near food. Right. I didn't know jack shit. So not only did I start at the bottom, I worked, I volunteered right. for six months because, and I, I mean, we got an ounce of pot a week. You basically each. networked in the way that and you could was, right now. You had an opportunity was, to do it more than most people, but yeah, you networked, you got to know people. And, and once I was in the co-op and volunteering and growing plants and trimming and learning all that. They mentioned to me, hey, you know, we'd love to have like cookies to give to people. Does anybody know how to bake? I didn't know how to bake. I had no idea how to bake. I didn't know how to make butter, but I went online and I learned. But I I learned how to translate the skills that I had in the past into valuable asset in the cannabis industry. So if you have to start as a bud tender to get in, to learn the company vibe, to get the hierarchy, and to to work into maybe the manager or the buyer positions that are interesting to you, don't ignore the entry-level positions in this industry because you're above that. Absolutely. Uh, and now it turns into, in, it turns into, though, instead of like, oh, I need this job to pay my bills, it turns into... I'm doing research on the companies and on the businesses and on how everything works and on where I might have uh, good strengths that would match the gaps that I see or whatever else, you know, and if you can be making money on that process, then awesome. But again, if you're like trying to pay the rent every two weeks and you're running up at zero, be very careful about jumping into this business just because you could get free weed. (laughs) Right. This is not a I get to be stoned and get free weed job. Exactly. It's a job. It's and a I think that's job. another point we can we can perfectly segue into. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hammer that one again. And we've hammered it pretty much every time we've talked about working in this industry at any level. We talked about it um, in being in your own business or whatever. 
It's a job. It's a job. It's a job. So once you've done all your homework and all your research and figured out like, okay, yeah, I do want to go get a job at a dispensary or whatever. And even if you're starting at the beginning, right? And your first job, it's a, just a bud tender job. And it's just like, or receptionist or receptionist or whatever it is to be able to get your foot in the door and start to learn the vibes and whatever. Um, the key is, Go in there and nail it 100%, 110% every <laughs> single day. That's really the key to, you know, finding success if you're going to do this, right? If you're going to do it, like, don't do it again because you just want to get high all day or you want to get free weed. Do it because you're really interested in this or, you know, whatever your motivations are. I'm sure you have a lot of other great motivators, but... Do it with the intention to put your best foot out there every day, right? When you come in and there's no standards set like we talked about, offer to create those standards, offer to set those standards, be those standards, you know, write them down, even if it's in secret at first. I'm not saying come in and, you know, take over everything, but I'm saying be helpful, figure out where the holes are and fill them, you know, um, Go above and beyond and you will find that you're kept around when, um, you know, it, it comes down to it. Now, are there going to be times when you're going to maybe see something, hear something, experience something that'll be less than pleasant? Probably, like we just said, you know, probably. So you need to have a good, clear sense of self and where your limits are. But once you've decided where your limits are and you've decided you're okay with that, like, be okay with it. And if you're going to be on the team, like be a good member of the team, because the truth is we're trying to break ground here. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's not federally legal. We're already criminals for doing anything right here. Right. So just (laughs) embrace that on some level, you know I mean? Not completely. I'm not saying like, like I said, know your personal values, know your personal values and understand what it is we're doing here and the fact that it's going to require changes in laws for it to be completely legitimate until that time. It can't completely be legitimate. It just can't. Um, So vote, which is going to be our topic next week, I believe. Um, But you know, vote, vote well, vote for people who understand uh, the benefits of cannabis and Um, bring it up to your candidates. That's another thing. You know, they're not, they're not faced with it enough to understand that their constituencies exactly. are even interested because everybody's I so worried about town. keeping it secret. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I've had, I literally called the door knockers for the upcoming midterms. I, I answered the door the other day and I said, you know, y'all are getting to be like trick or treaters. <laughs> I've got, I got somebody at my door asking me if I got my ballot every hour this week. Good Lord. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's nuts. Um, can you still hear me i can yes um so i have brought up to every single one that's brought whatever their candidate is to my door i've given them my card and said email email me your policy on cannabis we'll be talking about it next week on my podcast yeah and i've given them my business card good so ask them they may not answer and that's fine and if you care i mean i know who i'm voting for pretty much regardless this this particular election yeah um However, the fact that they're hearing it, the fact that it it keeps being brought up will at least make your legislators or candidates aware that you're interested in it. Yeah. 
And before we go too deep down that rabbit hole, because that's a whole topic for next week, uh, back yes. to what we were talking about. If you are going to, you know, do your research and jump into the cannabis business where you're going to actually be touching flower in some kind of way or the business that you're in is touching flower in some kind of way, uh, just go all in, you know, like go ahead and be a great example of who you are. Go hard. It will be noticed, right? It will get noticed if you really are committed. And ultimately that does get rewarded because there are a lot of risks in this industry. And because there is so much instability, when people see someone that remains stable over time, uh, that's respected in the industry. Correct. You know what I'm saying? For Even sure. if that time is only five years. I mean, look, I went in the industry and had a job for, I don't know, three months, five months or something like that. Like some, how, how many years ago, seven years ago, five years, however many it was. And yeah, now five, I come I back to the industry and people Oops. are like, Oh, Hey Bridget, how are you? What's going on? Like they remember me. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, that's great. And you can do that. Right. So do that. Choose to do that. And it's, Probably, if I could give any advice of all my um, cannabis years, and I've had some shitty experiences in oh, the man. cannabis world, some really shitty ones. I've had some amazing experiences, right? But I have definitely got my fifty-fifty um, on that whole run. I would say two things. Number one, I would reiterate what you just said, and and be all in and committed to your team, well, whoever that may be. Um, I, I'm I'm fading. The other <laughs> like, that purple shit, that purple it you was found. so important. <laughs> yeah, I might have put a little keep on top of it too. Be committed to your team. I said also and be committed burn, to your own personal values. You know what I'm saying? It. So don't burn bridges. Yeah, don't, don't burn, burn you even. I mean, I've got a couple of people on my shit list to this day. You've never heard me mention their names on this podcast. I don't mention their names in social media. I don't right. jump on bandwagons. Right. Um, I, I think we don't take signs ever. Your integrity like... is what people will remember. And I know that there are going to be a lot of people that I come across and will again that do not have the same level of integrity that I have. That doesn't mean I have to go to their level. Right. And, and I think over the years, I think my reputation was defended by people that I didn't even know. I mean, for I didn't sure. even find out about it for yeah. years later. And that was because I led my business dealings with the people that I interacted with at my level of integrity. Right. Not those. From your values saying other yeah. things yeah exactly so, no matter what happens even if someone is a total asshole and i have told a couple people they were total assholes and i definitely burned that bridge and those two bridges needed to be burned and that's fine that's fine but there are a lot of people that were borderline assholes that i didn't tell were borderline assholes yeah um and just because people are associated with those assholes doesn't automatically make them assholes they may not have been burned by that same asshole yet per se yes and so that's what I'm, this, it's not and an it's automatic so disqualifier just because someone has ever associated with another person or whatever. I mean, so your behavior but, will be remembered. Exactly. Their behavior will it's be remembered. And itself. cannabis, 
And the cannabis community is so small. So small. It is so small. Which is you why may I think say it's go huge. in there and shine. Shine bright like a diamond. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. And that's and it'll get around. People know. And mm-hmm. people are friends with people who are friends with people. And they ask people. Yeah. You know, it's not this isn't an industry um of strangers. You know, cannabis right. is such a community effort. Right. That a lot of these people may have even lobbied together to get the law that they're implementing passed. So and they, they're in this scary, semi-illegal boat together. You know what I'm saying? So everybody's like, look, we're trying to move this together. And we all share the same fears. So we kind of understand with each other and try to look out for each other in the best ways as possible uh, to help, you know, safety in numbers sometimes. <laughs> so your behavior, your personal behavior and integrity will get you far in the industry. Be be prepared to, to start maybe at the bottom or yeah. or maybe, you know, not at the top where, where you were used to being in your past industry because right. you had put in the time and the work. Right. Um, be prepared to do that. Be prepared to be yourself and be in your integrity and in all your interactions, even with assholes. Yeah. Um, because they might be gone, too. You may be along you know, still around shining and they're off in bankruptcy court, you know, you, you never know. Right. Right. And then, you know, I don't know how long we've been talking right now or where we're at. But 48 minutes. Yeah. Okay. So I think this will be one of the last things I wanted to point out, which is yep. every job related to cannabis is not necessarily a dispensary job. There are a lot of ways you know, to integrate, or I like to use the word infuse (laughs) cannabis into your business life in one way or another, if you want to, right? Um, We've talked about, you know, investing in the stock market. We've talked about actually going for licenses, trying to become a dispensary owner or other, you know, owner of other types of companies. Now we're talking about getting in as an employee, coming in on the ground floor, trying to work your way up to really bring your best self to the table for them um, because that's how you're going to shine the most, right? Um, And then finally, though, remember, there's so many ways be creative, right? Um, I, I personally, my path was I came in, I had a marketing job, right? Like I said, I was like, okay, you too much risk for me. I'm pretty risk aversive. And then once I was pregnant, I was very risk aversive, right? At that point. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. I was like, but I love the idea of being able to be involved with this, be involved with the people, you know, be around this environment in a lot of ways. And so now I come back and I'm a consultant and I can work with these types of businesses, but my role is completely independent of their work, right? I can, I, you said what they need are roadmaps, right? And fortunately, that's what I do. I, I make roadmaps for people. So right. <laughs> I'm, I'm very valuable in this industry, but my business doesn't in any way touch cannabis. I'm in no legal risk. I'm doing a business service that I can do for any kind of industry or business, right? Um, but I get to choose to do it with uh, cannabis-related brands. So so it's like, you know, what are your real dreams? What are your real motivations? Figure that out first, right? What is it you're really looking to accomplish in your personal life? What do you really want your day-to-day life 
to look like, and then approach the employment from that perspective um, with as much power as possible. But if you are a person who's young, responsible for children, or otherwise super dependent on getting a really great paycheck very consistently, I highly encourage you to try like In-N-Out Burger for sure. (laughs) No, but for real though, because they pay great they hire from within their managers make 160,000 a year girl did you know that their store managers make an average an average girl of 160k per year well that's more than a restaurant owner makes uh exactly right that's why in and outs run so freaking awesome i love in and out how it runs and operates and how everybody's always like just top notch well that's the reason they get paid well from the jump on the door on the way in and the only way you can get to store manager is is through the ground floor you have to get hired right at the bottom first and and work your way up to it i'm getting the husband one of them people you know yes yes so i'm just saying go get a job at in and out burger if that's what you need you know not not at a dispensary if you're in a different kind of position, though, and you have a lot of other options, then take your time and think about it. Think about where's your magic place in it. Think about how you can get there in a way that benefits all the people along your learning path. You know, I like to I like to do that. I like to leave places better when I leave than when I came, if I can. And I think it's important as well. I didn't join the cannabis industry until I was in my 40s. Right. I don't want also our listeners to think that it's only for young people and only bud tending but you know i have seen more people um older mostly i've seen older women i haven't seen many older men um but i have seen some older women bud tending and in you know the general dispensary um employment positions um, so don't, don't think that it's, you know, just the young person's industry and don't think, um, I think lack of knowledge. I mean, I didn't know that many strains. I knew a few, but we didn't have access to them. So it's not like you're expected to know everything about everything going in the door either. Right. You can be but- a 40 year old woman, I guess was just my point. And if it's something you're passionate about, I didn't go in volunteering um with a specific goal but i did have obviously an extreme passion which i still have yeah i mean your goal at the time was just to do whatever you could to help move this forward and get in the business and it was literally at the literally front gate of everything exactly and so don't don't be discouraged don't it's this is like my cheerleading don't think you have to be young or that you have to quit your job even I didn't quit my job, my real job, um, when I became a volunteer in the cannabis industry. I worked that little volunteer hours. I think it was like 10, 15 hours a week. Right. In the evenings and the weekends. Yeah. So there's there's um, lots of different ways to get in. You don't have to go all in um, right out the gate either. And it's not a male, young man's industry or a young person's right. industry. And, Um, you know, honestly, dispensaries are learning right now actively, like I kind of mentioned, I think in last week's episode at the conference, you know, in the marketing, they were they were talking about marketing to the new, you know, cannabis consumer, basically, or, or cannabis customer. And 
that's us. That's we are who they described, you know, older women who are, you know, we know what we want, whatever, but they are wanting to market to us, which means they need us to on their team. Um, And And we can go back to the old statistic that 75% of all health decisions in a household are made by the woman of the house. So, you know, we're the ones who decide most of the medical decisions and a lot of the cannabis decisions are whether or not, I guess like the final, okay. A lot of times you'll men are doing it on the down low and keeping it out of the house. Right. If a woman, if the wife is on board in the household, the whole household is good. Yeah. yeah. And the decisions are, she's making the decisions a lot of times on that medical budget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, she's a good person to keep informed. Yeah. So they want us, which means they kind of need us a little bit. So keep that in mind, you know, but still keeping everything else we already talked about in mind because there are perfect matches for the business and there are people that are not perfect matches. I am not a perfect match for being inside the business personally. Right. 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 Um, you were actually a great match for being inside the business at the um, kitchen because the way that they had you set up when it was right, you know, it was your thing and yeah. it was your business essentially within just within their kitchen, which was nice right. and with their products, you know, their, their money, so to speak, which was great. Right. Um, yeah. But you don't need them anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's just get real. Um. Karma that, you know, karma came around to everybody I've been involved with. So I'm not, you know, it all, everything comes back. I, it's not up to me right. <laughs> I don't have to worry about it. Right. So I was not also, um, a great, I was, I was great with patience with, um, the opportunity to bud tend when I was part of a cooperative. That was basically a big part of my client relations job was maintaining the patient's relationships because I got them the right cannabis for um, their condition. And we had at one point 350 patients involved with our cooperative. Um, But after a while, (laughs) I would just let my daughter deal with the patient day in and day out kind of stuff. I know for me long term, that wasn't going to be a job I would enjoy Right. And it had nothing to do with the people. The people were wonderful, but it was just way too much of personal interactions for me every day, day in and out. Exactly. Which be a, a I'm the same way. We've talked about this, haven't we? Yeah. How I decided yeah. I'm just really not that kind of person that does well, just living alongside other people that I don't have I don't have an option to choose. <laughs> Or tell to go away. Every single yeah. day. Yeah. Like, and I just have to be around this whole group of people every day of our lives together. No, nah, it's just not a good fit for me because everybody ends up feeling like I'm a bitch and I'm really not. I'm actually quite loving, you know, <laughs> yeah. but I just, I can't handle it. I, My I boundaries are it. just firm and y'all are very used- firm. Right. Yeah. 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 And that's why a kitchen was a good place for me as well. But right. when I went out and did sales calls, you know, because it wasn't a constant thing, I was great at that. For sure. Yeah. Because one on one, uh, you know, for a short period of time, it's perfect. Once a week. Yeah. For you (laughs) and me. We're we're similar in those ways. I I love how we're so complimentary to one another, though. It's great. And yeah. And then like one of these days, we're going to figure out the big money maker idea that's going to be, you know, that we're going to do together and like just boom, just make millions. 
It's going to happen someone one day. Just gives, does somebody with a lot of money needs to feed us a couple of topics a month that they want us to talk about, and that would be it. I think that's we just got to find that or person. Or we could maybe get a DA card and start making medicated cookies. That too. And well, selling them. There, I'm just saying. There, there is that. I Yeah, I have not put that out of my... I have I'm not got saying. the great license yet, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Anyway. The, the iced cookie. <laughs> iced cookie bouquet. Right. But yeah, if you are interested in being an employee, I um I think like in a nutshell, it's like, look, do your research up, you know, know your risks, do your research, dig deep into what you really want and why you really want, like what's your motivation for it and what it is, what's the outcome you're looking or hoping to achieve. Because sometimes if we don't think through those things, we jump down, you know, paths and then we're like, wait a second, this isn't at all what I wanted. You know? Yeah. Why, why am I, why is this my life? You know? Uh, And then you have to go through a big old change and you know, that's fine and all, but you know, if you can if you can think about it ahead of time, you might just take a couple better steps along the way. That's all. Um, and then once you do go in and figure out where you fit and how you fit and where you want to be, shine. You know, do the best because it's like it's again too many people in the business that feel like, oh, I can just kind of get away with doing half-assed stuff now that's decreasing more so and more so because all of industry is jumping into cannabis industry right that's why right. i say there's lots of ways like look there's banks is a as a recruitment company they are a legit hr company but they hire for dispensaries so they're in that space they probably go to those conferences they spend time around those type of people that's who they're talking to they're also recruiting employees that want to work in that space right but they don't have to touch it at all and at any point if the cannabis industry goes kaputs you know vanks is safe and they have a recruiting business that they have a ton of testimonials and successful work from and all they need to do now is say hey we'll work with businesses that are cannabis friendly instead of dispensaries you know which they probably already do so it's like you yeah know, it, there's so many ways to touch it without jumping right in the middle of the pool so to speak um and then just come with your best a game and um honestly we're still at the beginning so it's like yeah. if you really do that and put your put your time and money and re- in research and effort into be just being high quality like what's gonna stop you <laughs> i think too that you know, as many risk warnings that we've given and as much um, advice as we have tried to convey about doing your research and being careful, it is um, an exciting industry to work in. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of events. There's a lot of networking opportunities. Um, yeah. There's a lot of great you know, people time. The people are amazing because, um, yeah, we, we did tend to There's talk some iffy people. people, too, right? And we already but, know that, right? But at, in yeah. any group of humans, that's true. Exactly. But if you can do it and it is something that works within your risk, aversion, comfort levels, then, man, you know, I, I got nothing but, but love for the cannabis industry and the people in it because it is a, a lot of fun. And yeah. if you are yeah. able to... And exciting. Uh, you know, do it. 
just, yeah. just fucking do it. Come Even if it's only blog. for three months. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully or, or don't do make it only time. three months. But uh, yeah, that's all. That's how long it took me to figure out it wasn't a fit right. for me. And that people could do that in a part-time job, nights and weekends. 100%. You know, you don't have to quit your day job right. to try it on. Right. Um, and remember, you know, I think we we wanted to give you all a, a good dose of reality that it's work. You know, you go in, you get a lunch yeah. break, you're going to be annoyed. There's going to be shitty customers. There's going to be know, shitty bosses. Shitty bosses. It's a real job. You, get, you, you don't get to get there be a stoner there's not yeah. a lot of hanging around and being a stoner so no. between those two pep late hours and- early mornings weekends uh-huh. evenings all those things are included in this business potentially if you're in the grow if you're in the grow or a i mean trimmer, it could be 24 hours you're not bringing home pockets of bud you're putting on a jumpsuit that has no pockets before you go in you're not allowed to have earphones sometimes i mean it right. is it, you have quotas yeah you have weight that you have to finish in your shift so that's your reality check and your cheerleading all in one from me as my part of the wrap-up of this conversation for sure yeah so hopefully we've answered your questions on employment oh i i think last thing i wanted to mention i i think was um if you are actually looking for a job right or when you're looking to start your 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 journey through this right Obviously, Google is your friend. Use it. But also, the organization Women Grow uh, mm-hmm. is a good platform. And in the Arizona area, they um, have events every month. And they do a speed hiring event. So dispensaries that are partnered with them are able to come and sit and do quick interviews with people uh, to see if there's matches for their open positions. Right. So this is a good way to get out there, get your face seen, get to be known by people and get to know people and learn a little more about which ones, you know, operate in what kind of ways and who you might want to work with and what jobs are available. Uh, and also obviously to find jobs. There's also a couple other websites. I don't even know any of them, honestly, because I've never personally gone on a a job search. Do you know any of the other, um, job boards that are specifically for like, um, you know, cannabis related jobs. I usually just recommend people just do the networking. You know, there's a lot of cannabis groups on Facebook um, that often have job leads. And I was going to say too, you know, same with women grow, even if you're not job hunting, it's a good place to go and get information. But those meetings, if you're not actually interested in a speed hiring, if you attend a couple women grows or a couple of whatever meetings, um, in your area, you'll start meeting other people and you can ask them about opportunities as well. Um, because a lot of times people at these women grows that, you know, there's someone that sitting next to you could very well be a dispensary owner that's there gathering information on whatever the topic is that's being presented. And, you know, you get to talking and whatever your current interests are match their need. Right. Um, So don't, yeah. If, if you're maybe not sure yet, attend meetings in your area. Yeah. Um, and network. Because literally, I can't. We can. We can't pound that in enough. That networking is really a huge part of the cannabis industry. And even if you don't work with that person now, you may run across them in two years in some other role because people do move around. Right. Um, that may be doing the hiring decisions of a place you're interested in going. Right. 
Yeah. So I, I, I think, I think the, um, the status of it being a medical industry here, um, has limited the amount of ancillary businesses. I think as recreational, it, it recreational grows in states. It also grows opportunities and, and For relaxes sure. the whole, the whole cannabis industry a little bit. I feel like it's a little looser energy wise right. in recreational markets. It's still a business. Um, but I feel like the risk is a there. There, it's like they're a little less risky when we get into a recreational state than a straight medical state, and then some medical more than others because they don't allow bud and right, you know. right. I mean, ultimately, until federal legalization is 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 done, it's a risk, and you should not do any business really in it. If you're a super risk aversive person, you should just go get a job, like I said, at In-N-Out or many other great places. I'm just saying that's just a great company. And um, yeah, and network. Know, and go and to then network. network. Yeah. And just get to know people and keep another job somewhere else that pays the bills while you're developing relationships with the people that are working in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that, that actually worked well for me. I love the day, though, that I got to go into my boss and say, hey. Uh, I got a job. Go make pop brownies. Right. So, peace out. Yeah. He laughed. Yeah. I gave good notice. I trained my replacement. And I'm still friends with my replacement, and she's gone too. <laughs> right. But, yeah. It's not for I everybody. I think we covered it. I think I we think, got it. I think so. I think you guys should have a good idea now of, you know, what to think about, how to go about it. Some ideas for you to percolate. Yeah. Infuse your day with. So on that note, we love you all. And uh, next time we'll talk some more about voting in the midterms and how to research cannabis as it relates to your voting decisions. Yeah, but in the meantime, go ask all your candidates, your people that you are um, voting for, that you plan to vote for, if you have already done your homework, which fingers crossed, I hope you have started at least. Yeah. Um, Tweet them, send them an email, give them a call, show up at one of their face to faces and ask a question, you know, whatever it is that you feel comfortable at, whatever level you feel comfortable, ask them what is their stance on cannabis, on legalization, on decriminalization, on medical marijuana programs, you know, however it is you care about it and want to bring it to the table, do that and do it openly and, and ask them for, you know, to give, to put it on the record. We sent a letter, um, our, um, uh, pot of wellness. I, did I ever share the, the response with you, Bridget, or did you send it to me? I can't remember how that worked, but I'm pretty sure it was you that sent the letter. And we offered our cannabis knowledge to Senator McCain when yes. he was first diagnosed and starting his treatment. And he lives very close to where I am in Arizona. And um, I got a lovely response and a thank you. They did not take us up on our offer. Unfortunately. Um, but the ladies that did come to the door... The one lady started to introduce herself and I said, oh, don't worry. I recognize the hair because she actually had my hair cut um, <laughs> and she laughed. She And when I handed her the card and asked her about cannabis and I just kept it very general for me personally um, and just said, I'm, I'm very interested in his stance on cannabis. Right. And she was like, oh, well, isn't that interesting? And so she wasn't quite, you know, and, and it's good to get them off the same old, same old. And 
And if nothing else, it's fun to watch their faces. I'm just saying. The, the, the moment it takes, I used to tell my daughter, it's, you know, it, it's worth the pause, it. The pause it takes someone to respond or the length of time someone stares is how long it takes their brain to process what they're seeing or, or you're saying. And so there was, yeah. there was every time there was a long pause while they processed what I said and had to come up with a response. So it'll be interesting. I, I gave a, quite a few of them my cards. We'll see if we get any emails. Yeah. We'll share them with you next week if we do. All right. All right, y'all. We love you. Keep listening. We appreciate you. We do have a button there where you can actually support us because, you know, we've been doing this for free. We have never gotten any monetary support from anybody. But, Not even a yet. But we have a button that you could <laughs> click on and leave us a little something if you feel like. I mean, just if you feel like. And or just share us with your friends. You know, just click like. Just share us with your friends or send us a little quick email or something. Let us know who you are. What's are going you? on? Who are you? Who yeah. are you? How do you keep listening to us? We, we want to share our love. <sighs> what else do you want us to talk about? Because we got you, girls and guys. Yeah. That, and you. if that multimillionaire is out there that just wants to have his own private, her own private podcast and wants to give us cannabis topics and We're pay us into a it. amount of money to buy us. We will talk at least. Podcast. Bridget <laughs> will work out the details. I have a price. <laughs> she's got it yeah ready all right then take care all we'll talk to you next week join us every thursday as we break down what's happening now and how you can infuse cannabis into your life too make sure you subscribe on itunes share with your friends and get our free tincture making course at potofwellness.com.